Welcome to another edition of Father Time. My guest today is Mr. Mark Valley. Um, people will know you from 1.5 million different television shows, I believe. Officially, right? you've officially yeah. been on every show, but most 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 known are probably Boston Legal, Boston um, Legal, Pasadena. Um, Keen Eddie, which is my personal favorite. Oh my God, you watched Keen Eddie? Yeah. Thanks, you know, nobody, dude. Nobody else. Was I the only one? It's like a secret handshake. Is it really? Everything. Yeah, it's a Keen Eddie. People come up to me and they like in Walmart and go like, "Dude, I love Keen Eddie. It was great." And they just slink off into the night. So that's. <laughs> I think that's the way Keen Eddie would have it. That's the way it would be. Yeah. yeah. But what a lot of people don't know is that you are uh, a West Point graduate. Yeah. And a former. Uh, uh, well, you're a veteran of the Army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. West Point graduate, um, engineer. We used to build things and blow them up. That's what the Army's known for. Did most of my time, yeah. Did most of my time in Germany, in Berlin. I was there just before the wall came down. And I was there for a few years after, deployed to the Gulf War. Did that for a few months and then came back and, yeah, became an actor. And then at some point, a, ser- a series of events led to me to be sitting at this table right now with Jamie Kaler. That's how that's how bad your career is. <laughs> right. Plummeted. Well, that's how most. Those, I never knew I when I signed up when I signed up for the were. army. I never knew um, it, where it was going to end up. No, but apparently, and this is, they say that everything you do and, leads to the present moment right now. And everything you've done in your life this, leads to this. Sitting in Jamie Kaler's house with a bunch of like kids stuff around. <laughs> this is the end of the road. <laughs> everything I've done. At the end of every podcast, we give uh, each uh, guest a bus ticket out of town (laughs) this is is like it's like the exit speech if after you get kidnapped uh, by a foreign government and then you get brought back in they have that uh debriefing Debriefing. this is a debriefing this is the debriefing this is your hollywood this is like the secret debriefing you got like a but you don't not even a bus ticket there's like a tunnel (laughs) right it's one of those tv shoots the air the air guns that shoot the tube yeah, 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 it's like one the of those. The TV where you play all the kids' movies that opens up yeah. into like a portal. You come out in Omaha, in, Nebraska. I dive into it and like, boom, suddenly I'm like a, a gardener somewhere. Yes, you're a gardener in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh my God, that'd be great. And some guys, that and actually some days that would be pretty great. And you are a father. Mm-hmm. Father? You say, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a father. I, I've, uh, I've, my seed has lived on. I'm a father. I was a young father, though. I mean, I was like... I was like trailer park dad. That's why I think you're such a great guest because you <laughs> you I didn't uh, do all this stuff you got going here like I mean dude I'm old to be doing this. That's the half of the gag of this show is this started because I got into this and I was like I have no idea what I'm doing so I started to talk to everyone else to go oh don't do that that's a mistake. Right? Yeah. You know, like you got a book for like MCATs and all this stuff and then you got like Dr. Seuss right next to it. It's just like in it's in everything, right? It's, it's in like everything. you come back from the having kids Yeah, I mean I don't know. It's like Going to the beach, you get sand everywhere, right? They're just yeah, kid stuff everywhere. No, they're, yeah, they're, I have a four year old. You love it though. I do, but it's it's uh, it's inexplicable. It's it's That's about me anyway. Let's talk about me anyway. Yeah, it's all about you. <laughs> everyone on everyone who's listening to this, heard, You're the has first heard guest that figured that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just yeah, cut that out. You don't got to talk about it's you. It's about you. But no, I was a, a dad. I was. Um, yeah, I was a dad. I was really young. I mean, I was still in college. My girlfriend was pregnant, and it was like, I don't want to get married. I so I, you know, we didn't get married, but I have a wonderful... Isn't that conduct unbecoming at West Point? Well, they kind of frowned on it a little bit. The you army, think? I, yeah, the Army. West Point, you, you can't have a kid. I mean, you know, she was born after I graduated, so... She, did, you, did your girlfriend just hold on to the baby she and just, go like, don't give birth on. until I graduate? She just held on, Yeah. So he's yeah. an actor. He he thinks he can speak real soft, like uh, Academy Award winner, like and the Mark mic Brando. and the mic will Where pick it I? up. You got to yeah. chat and you got to put it right against my. Use head your example. microphone. Put it right there. It's not how these mics work. They're these, not. It's locked. a directional one, or is it going to pick it's up? It's directional. So when I do this right here, how are we doing, people? I also you can always tell actors. Like, can I see my levels? Oh, you can always tell actors. Ah. Oh God, what do you no, what? In, in, like I'm I'm more of a comic, so I'm used yeah. to like screaming into a microphone. But oh, right. you work with actors and some of them. You can't even hear the words they're saying. And you're like, I th- I, he stopped speaking, so I think it's my line, but I don't know. Is this where I speak? I know. It's like to draw you in like that. I work with, <laughs> with Kathy Bates. I work with Kathy Bates. One of the first names that I'll drop straight off the bat. If you don't see. drop a hundred, let's, let's, Andy, start the counter. We're at one. Tom, Kathy. Tom Cruise was in Oh, actually, already. Tom Cruise. But, not but I don't know him. So that, that was, was like a, a That was fan. before we rolled. But yeah, yeah, actually yeah. But we're at Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. It's a good one. Kathy Bates, the actors would do that. There was a girl on a show I was doing, and she would do the quiet little precious voice. And Kathy would be like, I'm sorry, sweetheart, but I can't hear you. 
I'm right in the middle of the scene, whether it's her coverage or the other coverage. She goes, I can't, I, I don't know, I'm old, my ears, I don't know what it is, but you gotta use your thing. She can get away with that because she has an Academy Award under her arm. She does. Yeah, yeah. If I say that to like Frank Langella, which is what happened to me, they, I'd be fired immediately. Ooh, one name for you too. Yeah, nice. I'm already yeah, nice. I'm a one. It's I, one to I will one. Never we're match tied. You. I will never match you, Mark. <laughs> but we're tied. Frank Langella. Yeah, he was a good. He was. Like, don't make. I usually say, don't make tough. me take out my 2004 Teen Choice Award. <laughs> don't make me because well, I will. It's I weird will. because I saw you pull up on your car and it looked like you glued it onto the front as a hood ornament. I do. I do. It's, it's, on, pretty, the, it's on the hood. It's, it's pretty. Actually, what is it? A surfboard? It's kind or? of bolted on. What'd you win that? I don't trust. I think it was Keenetti. Keenetti was the. Like a teen choice. I, I don't know if I won it or it was a nomination. I don't even remember. I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> I love you so much. But, <laughs> so, but that's what I told Kathy Bates. I'm yeah. like, don't make me bring that in here and throw that on your desk. She'll hmm, match interesting. Her, her three Academy Awards. But yeah, she so you had just a say, kid, speak up. Yeah. Yeah. You had a kid. You were knocking up chicks at West Point. You know, I was a late starter. I was a virgin until I was like 21. This might be too much information, but I'm going to no, throw it out No, it's actually the right amount of I was a lot. I was, I didn't, How is that possible? Well, I came from a small town where, I mean, I think my family had been there for a long time, and there was a pretty wide... I mean, the gene pool was kind of spread out quite a it was, bit. Was it shallow? There was just a lot of cousins. You know, yeah. so I, I knew I had to kind of so keep it in your pants because we don't want get out of there. Plus, I was a you know pants. Catholic boy. Small town where? Small town upstate New York on the Canadian border. It's called Ogdensburg. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Everybody gets excited. You know what? You know what? You know what? My hometown is famous for. Besides you, I, I couldn't guess. Mark. Teen Choice like, Awards. Do you like football? Yeah, sure. You ever watch uh, Kickers? Yeah, Garo, uh, uh, what's his... Uh, Upremian, yeah. whatever. You ever see, like, Garo Upremian used to kick straight on, right? Yeah. And he was the last one. Do you know every other kicker kicks soccer style? Mm -hmm. The very first soccer style kicker? His name uh. is Pete Goglak. He's from Hungary. He's from Ogdensburg, New York. <laughs> and his brother, Charlie, he played for the Giants, still a has a record ball. there. And his, his brother played for the Washington Redskins. The Gogolak brothers. They're from Ogdensburg, New York. Listen, Andy, we're going to have to go to the judges. Does that count as a name drop? Uh, I don't even know if that counts as a name. I don't even... Uh, I can't like, You know what? There should be like a minus if it's such an old name drop. You're back to zero. If, it, if, You're if, back to if zero. it's a pathetic well, one... We, we're taking away Kathy Bates. Let's take half a Kathy Bates. You just lost Kathy Bates. I just lost Kathy Bates. Yeah, you wow, take her back. so... I That's see, my hometown. I see your Kathy it's on the Bates Canadian, you, it's on the Canadian border. It's on the Canadian border. I went to my. I just had a bad experience with women. I went to the prom and the. the I asked her like way too early, probably. You know, she must have gotten overconfident. And um, the girl, the girl, yeah. You asked like freshman year for senior year prom. Yeah, something like that. It was like I, you know, I could kind of see she was going to be cute. So <laughs> it wasn't that early. I, I thought I was only that. No, but then I, but then I was like at a party afterwards. Like you know, you dance at the prom, whatever. Was it a party afterwards? We're drinking Canadian beer. Which is twice as strong, yeah. but I don't know. I Molson Bradori. But I was just like lovesick. I was crazy about this girl. And I thought, oh, I don't know where she is. She disappears. I thought, well, I'll go back to my car and just go to sleep. And I open up the door and I, and I'm like crawl in the car. And I, I look, as I'm getting in, I look through the front windshield and I see like behind the barn, the bushes shake. I mean, it was almost like somebody had taken fake bushes on a TV it's show. Like and cool hand loop. Shook the bushes. Shake it here. Shaking it down here, boss. No, and no, I looked over, cool and there she, and there she was, like scuttling away with this, this, I don't know, a friend of mine, I guess. At your prom? At my prom. So, oh, I was just. You, wait, you took a girl to the prom, and, and she, she ended up, up with another, another dude, dude behind the barn. Behind the barn, and I was just like, oh, oh I ripped my heart out. She ended up watching that Boston young. Legal and being like, God damn it, what have I done? I don't During know. I never talked to her again. That was it. That was it. What, I mean, do you have? A few I, mean, more I think we talked school? afterwards, and she really? was like, "You know, like I want, I like you as a friend." I'm like, oh, obviously. <laughs> but you, like I mean, this is not a. But you secret. know, Grant. But look, I mean, I bounced back. You know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, things are fine. So. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You're. You're. I mean, you probably want to underplay it as much as possible, but you're devilishly handsome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. I am the devil. I don't think I'm as attracted to him as you seem to be, but I think uh, he's a good-looking fella. Don't kid yourself. Were you guys drink? We were drinking in high school, and nobody had sex. Well, I think there were some dudes that were some guys that were having sex, but you know, um, I don't know. I just did never. I think that you know, I probably had my chances, but I just thought, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to save it. You know, da, da da da. I'm totally lost by what you're saying. That sounds so yeah. abstract to me because yeah. I when I finally discovered 
the weapon that I had, I couldn't, I would ask anyone to use it. Like anyone I would have used it with. I just couldn't wait to have sex as a young man. It was, I, yeah. You, you actually call it a weapon? Of, of, of minimal destruction. Yeah, minimal destruction. <laughs> um, I could not. I was. I, mean, I remember you're, dating a girl your slayer? senior year and kept. Your Slayer. Come on, Slayer. Do you have a name for it? Like you're like a weapon. Right. The hammer. Calls it the hammer. Ball peen. It's not a weapon. It's not a weapon. It was. A, well, it is a weapon because it totally ruled my life. I was. I couldn't wait to get used to I'm it. I'm glad I didn't because I think I don't think I would have graduated high school. I would have been just so. Distracted. I barely did. I yeah. barely got through it. So you went off. Well, so then went maybe the West, West Point, Point was the right place for you because it's it's mostly dudes. Mostly dudes. There's about ten. There's ten percent women. But, oh yeah. God, there are some beautiful ones sure. there though. You know, and they're like running right along beside you, carrying rucksacks, shooting, shooting, and everything. Which turns you on even more. It doesn't does. It? Yeah. It did back in the day Come too. On. I thought guys, you'd say, "Oh, you want to go with a female cadet?" I'm like, "Dude, look at." You know, yeah, she could hunt with the pack. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Come on, she's a good one to we'll bring survive along. The apocalypse we'll survive together. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's great. Was your so? Um, we'll talk about your your youth. What was your know. dad like? My dad, my dad was um, my dad was kind of like uh, I mean, sweetest man now, sweetest. I love him to death. And um, now, now he's a football coach. Um, you know, he's kind of like a combination of like. Charles Bronson and Steve McQueen. That's kind of my dad. Maybe two you of know? the coolest guys ever that have lived. He was a cool guy. And he was time. also the toughest guy in town. It, but it was pretty much, no. To the point where, I mean, were there fights? Were, were people like... He oh, had, no. when he was younger, yeah. When he was older, yeah. So he he had, he had grown a, up in that town. He had a bit of a temper. When he was younger and when he was older. Yeah, yeah younger yeah, and older. Much it just was like, yeah, don't. I've had, you know, I've had run-ins with guys in some weird place, like a store or something, and, and all of a sudden, like, some 60-year-old guy is like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And there's this weird, yeah. like, disconnect of, like, am I, am I going to get into a fight with a 60-year-old dude? And then oh, part of you was like, actually, I feel like that dude would kick my ass. You was wonder, your dad yeah. like that? It, like an old tree, right, with just those roots that turn into <laughs> rock. You're like, ah, oh, I'm never going to knock this guy down. No, my dad wasn't like that. I think he, like if, when he got to be his 40s, you know, he realized, okay, let's, let's just, you know. I, I mean, I never saw him get into a – well, I did see him, you know, rough some people up, but I never really <laughs> – by the time he was forty, he wasn't like an old man fighter. But describe one of the roughing like ups. Man. The roughings up. The rough ups. The rough ups of my dad. Um, like were you at a store and he was somebody said something to him and he was like, hey, We were in line at the yeah. I've told this story before and it's kind of funny. We were in line at like you remember the Dairy Queen? Sure. Go get ice cream, you know. DQ, me and my baby. sisters. Yeah. Me and my sister, my sister Lynn. And Lynn is like, you know, she takes her time with things. She eats slow. I mean, she's super smart, talked extremely fast. But she takes her time. So we're sitting there ordering, and there's a line. It's, it's, a, it's just like a Saturday, kind of mid-late afternoon. And uh, I, I'm just going to get the same thing every time. But Lynn likes to change it up. So she's kind of deciding there on the counter. And then my dad's standing behind us. And I hear this voice from the back go, oh, come on, make up your mind. And uh, and I, I just kind of felt Niagara like, Falls. oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's so on, right? And there's a line of probably about eight. Sure. To 10 people sitting there. And this guy is back at like number yeah. nine. My father walks out of the line, back with us, walks back to the guy, stands right in his face, and says, you want to say that again? And he goes, well, I just started, oh, yeah, you're in a hurry? <laughs> just does that thing where he gets right in his, you know what people get right in your face? Yeah. Like, oh, you want to, what, do you own this place? Yeah. Who, who, are, who are you? What do you, you got, you got an emergency, ice cream emergency? What the hell is going on? And this guy, I just saw this guy just wilt, wilt her. <laughs> You know, into nothing. Yeah. He just kind of walked away, got in his car. My dad walks up and, Lynn, hurry up. <laughs> you know, whatever. But there's something what, what are you guys going to get? But Two there was just something guns, kind please. of. Yeah. I think it, but it wasn't like, hey, there was something like an intensity people saw and were just, I'm not going to do this. That's even more terrifying. Like yeah. the guy who barks back and goes, shut up. That guy you can deal with. But the no, guy the who walks, walks back, back and real right slow like, and then says. Tell me about this. No, actually, I'm good. I'm so sorry. I apologize <laughs> yeah, yeah. for what I just said to you. I, you yeah, don't know. Yeah. You're terrified. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, my God, Dad. You know. <laughs> what, uh, what was your mom like? Um, my mother was like, she's, she's uh, uh, it's funny. I just talked to her on the phone. Whenever I get stuck in traffic, well, I'll call my mom. Just that's talk to her that's the only time I ever talked to my mom. <laughs> right. Hey, what's but happening? It's what's going to thank God for Bluetooth? I can talk. Yeah. I, you know, I, I talk with my parents now. <laughs> I have a relationship with my parents. But, um. My mother's uh she's she's come um, yeah, smart, funny. She's she's a little more on the Irish side of the family. My dad was like French Canadian and she's a little more Irish. Um 
uh, funny, you know, well-read, insightful, and, um, yeah, just kind of a lot of fun, you know. What else? <laughs> she is. Yeah, but the, granted, you don't want to be like, I have three, there's, there's, four, there's four siblings. You don't want to be the one, what I call it, in the box, which means you're the one that, oh, you got some things wrong with you. You need some things to you're be changed. And you can start feeling like the laser's coming in. From different Did you say you have three you're, sisters? You're getting triangulated. Yeah, three sisters. So you were always in the box? No. No? No. I was, for a long time, I was just, you know, the I, I was like, you know, the gifted child. You were? You know, yeah. Were you a big football player? I wasn't a big one. I was a little guy. A little guy. I was like a little distance runner. But, but your uh, dad was a big football player. My was dad a was a coach. football player and a coach, and I played quarterback. And, um, yeah, I didn't want to. I wanted to play receiver. Someone like run. But uh, they wanted me to play quarterback. And I did. Yeah. It's a rough life, man. It's hey, a rough listen, life. Mark, Somebody's got to play. Do us a serious favor and play. And so the quarterback. quarterback. Well, there was another guy who was. There was another guy who was really good, and I. But he was a little bit younger, and you know. So I played. You know, I, uh, we both kind of shared the position, which I just wanted it all to myself. I was like, the heck with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are an interesting man, Mark Valley. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but the girl and the girl wasn't. She goes, she only, dude, no girl I did only not, likes dude, the I don't quarterback know, I as a not. friend. I'm just like, man, I was sitting in the freeway traffic for a half hour to talk about the first lacerating cut, you know? Right. The first cut to my heart. Okay. Um, let's keep going here. Okay. Well, what, what do you want? You, your well, brothers you and back. Sister, another brother or just the sisters? Three sisters. Three sisters yeah. and you. Three sisters and me. Were you uh, an actor as a kid? No, no. I was... Um, yeah, I was a little troublemaker. I mean, I was probably up till about fourth or fifth grade. I was in a Catholic school. I was getting fights every day. I didn't do any. Was doing good in school. You know, I, just, I didn't really care. Well, you must I loved have done pretty good because you went to West Point. I loved to just go out in the woods. Well, this is like fifth grade. I'm a mess, right? And then I went into this one class classroom at fifth grade, and they asked a question. I had to change schools because I was fighting, and um, so they change, right? So we get. Anyway. He he has these throwaways, Andy. Yeah, so he I was in jail for a couple of years. But anyway, yeah, but no, yeah. It's not, yeah, I was fighting. Yeah, anyway, but everybody was back then. No, they weren't. Not Mark, every. <laughs> no, it's just you. You're right. It wasn't. It's I, just I, you. I don't know. I, I had some things going on at home. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's that's what this is all about. It's about. Yeah. Was your father? Um, was he a disciplinarian? He was. Um, he was a disciplinarian, but it was usually like, um, like an anger disciplinarian. Like he, he would get. It wasn't like, well, you did this, now you deserve to be punished. It was like, this really pissed me off, you know. And you might, you don't really know what's going to happen. He know? would walk slowly back to you and go, "Do you know what you just did?" And yeah. Like, well, wait. What? No. I'm I okay. mean, I know that look, you know. But I. But as a kid, you kind of, you kind of, you learn to anticipate. Like that dude that walked in the back of the line mm-hmm. and just said, "Hey, da 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 da." Right. I mean. I know my dad, you know, I know my father at that, at, at that age. And there are like two or three steps before you get to that, you know, right? that you take. One is that, you know, whatever, I can say whatever I want. I can do, you know, you know, there's, there's a few assumptions he, this, this person made, you know, that got him in trouble. And I, I think like as a kid, you kind of anticipate that stuff when you're, you're, you know, you're living with somebody who's kind of volatile like that. So, you know, that's kind of what I learned. Well, back in those days, too, I think coaches, you know, like Bobby Knight would never, he couldn't coach today. Like, coaches can't scream at people anymore. There'll, there'll be video, that one guy, what was the gymnastics kid that were trying to make the girl do the splits? Did you see that thing? Oh, yeah. Millions of views or whatever. The guy was literally, he tore her hamstrings trying to push her down, and they were like, you're fired. The whole thing's over. Back yeah. in those days, yeah, coaches would just scream at you. They were yeah. more that kind of guy than they are, you know, Raleigh Massimino, whoever. Even the teachers. Yeah, teachers just. In Catholic in school, class, you, they could hit you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They would just tell you, you know, what, what are you, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> I mean, it would instinctively they would re- respond to to like you doing something right. wrong, you know. So, and I, I remember, yeah, my dad was like that. Like I'm like that with my dog. It's like no, you know, if it, you got to catch I it. Do, I do exactly the same. My dog will listen to me. You got he won't ca- listen to my wife at all because you can't like go up to your dog like you know four hours later and be like, hey, you know that thing you did? It really kind of bothered me. You know, what I mean, you got to catch it gotta, in the you're, moment you're when saying it's that happening. Doesn't work. You're, okay, it doesn't Mark work. Mark Valley I, I've is tried the it. dog whisperer. <laughs> I've tried. It. I've gone to my Season dog. I'm like, listen, four. here we go. I catch him when he's in a good mood. We sit down. He's relaxed. He's already eaten. I'm like, listen, we need to talk about some things. You know, you did, you did some things this morning. The time I'm not you were happy. scratching the door. I don't. I don't like. 
like that because I have to get another door because you're scratching. When you're that's like, just what? a behavior of yours that if there's something about me that you want me to change, <laughs> we can discuss this. Yeah. You know? Now, I think, listen, people are so politically correct and it's, it's all bad, but honestly, I don't know if that's bad. I think we were a better generation than the kids today because my kids are so spoiled. We can't hit them. We can't punish them. We can't. Everything's a, a, a conversation. You can have a conversation with a three-year-old rationally and be like, hey, what you did was wrong. You need to. Oh, my God. I saw somebody, you need to have fear uh, of God to do things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really think that, yeah, it's true. You know, I, mean, I haven't thought about that in a while, but I think the other, I was in like a big five or something. I was thinking about what shoe to get, and I couldn't decide like what running shoe, if there's one that I wanted. Or, and this woman comes in with her child who's probably, I don't know, all of like six or something. And she's like, you know, you need to make a decision. <laughs> I'm like, this kid is just looking at a wall of yeah. shoes and has to decide. And I'm thinking, God, you know, I mean, I got new shoes when the old ones were just ratty and they were usually they had a hole or something in them. And there were probably t one or two different types you could get. And that, yeah. and that was it, you yeah, know? know, and that just wears on kids. And the kid was just like, I don't know. I don't think they want to make decisions. Take energy. It takes, it takes, it takes thought. I think it's my a lot. wife. Well, she'll ask the kids, "What do you want for dinner?" And the kids will be like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll cupcakes and ice cream." What are you talking about? You can't. I know it's like too many choices. Yeah, I think we try to encourage our kids to like express themselves and be who they are and show us who they are. But you know what? I, I don't. I don't want to know who you are when you're like, you know, eight. Four. Four. <laughs> you know, my daughter's four. I don't want to, you don't really have to be a person yet. You know you what don't. I mean? You just don't. Do what you can just you can just do what you're That's told it. and not break things That's and don't it. piss don't piss me. That's into, all I'm asking don't for. Don't piss me off, and uh, you're fine. Yeah, you know? there are too many choices because I don't know about you. When I go to a restaurant, like Cheesecake Factory's 85 pages of things. You're like, dude, just just give me yeah, one yeah. sheet. I don't one know. Whenever, sheet, some, whenever somebody shows me a picture of their like, I don't know, I'm getting cranky now. When somebody shows me a picture of their like kid who is, I don't know, like eight, and he's already produced an album, and he's got long hair, and he wears a bunch of beads and shit. I'm like, come on, really? Jaden Smith. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, he's faking it. If the kid is like that, you know. Well, they know. have to start. If you don't start your brand by eight, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You'll never be able to monetize You got to think it. about your school. Yeah. Nowadays, it's crazy, because, yeah, you got to be passionate about stuff, too. Yeah. Right? So you jump, you go to West Point, which is, I don't know if people understand how hard it is to get into West Point. Yeah, well, I, I decided at a pretty, at a, I decided at a, uh, where was I? Well, uh, the fighting thing wasn't working out. By the time I got to like seventh grade, it was just, I just, I wasn't growing as fast as everybody else. It was just not happening. So I wasn't going to end up being a tough guy. But um, I had a class and his teacher was such a douche. And he was like, oh, no, 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 nobody, you know, and he yelled at me for something about, you know, not doing the homework and how I was going to get an F. And I was like, you know what, just for the hell of it. I'm going to get an A in this class and just to see the look on his face. So I studied, did the whole, whatever the homework it was, you know, did all this stuff. And I was like, I, and I, I haven't never met anybody who studied hard out of spite. Out of spite. I, I was did. like, success. That's his, that's his I book. Did. I did. I studied it. Wrong. I mean, studied this thing. It was like history or something, Valley. you know? And, you know, I think, God, what was he? Yeah. Yeah. He said, we need to do your final project of the year. And I was like, ah, oh, industrial revolution. He goes, too broad. I was like, all right, Johnny Appleseed. Okay. So, <laughs> he goes, that's specific enough. I still remember, like in eighth grade. So I didn't, I studied Johnny Appleseed obsessively and did the report. And like I got an A and, and uh, I just saw him look at me completely differently. I mean, somebody who just looked at me with just contempt. Almost. Is he still a douche or was he the smart one? No, oh, he's dead. But I, he's dead. But he, I did leave me as I did. How to bring the story home. But you know what? He was left handed golfer and I used his clubs for a long time. Uh, it nice. just worked out like that. Uh, my that, dad, that my dad knew. Mr. Wortman, yeah, he was a tough son of a bitch. This guy. He was like, he'd yell at kids. But I remember the look at that look in his face suddenly it just it just changed one day. It was just I'm gonna guess every person living in a small town on the Canadian border is a tough son of a bitch. Most people. Uh, it, it has to be a tough town. Uh, it is. It's kind of a tough. The it's kind of a, have got to be excruciating. It's kind of a tough place, and because people aren't, they don't have. There's not a lot to get. They don't get a movie theater there anymore, you know. So it's, you know, I mean, it's tougher now than it was when I was there. I mean, you could get get good grades and you know hang out with, you know, play sports and stay away from all the bad elements, and you'd, you'd be fine, you know. Yeah. But I guess the tough part was, you know, it was always like hockey, and there was snow, and there was ice, and it was cold, and you, you still know. have family there. Oh yeah, that's what they, yeah. they never left. Yeah, um, well, my sisters all left. My, I have one, two sisters here in LA: one in Woodland Hills, one in Highland Park. 
They're both married. And, yeah, because um, they were like, I, they, I'm from New Hampshire. I'm the same. I'm like, I can't take cold anymore. I can't. Fuck this. They're done with it. Really? Yeah. I kind of miss it. I go back every year. I go back. For a week. Sure. Like a week or two. But all of a sudden, if you're there from like October and all of a sudden February comes around, you're like, dude, this is brutal. Yeah, you get that haze. People have that haze that just sort of hangs in February, over. Like and then after years or a decade, there's a certain pallor that comes over your whole body. It's just like you're, it's just, you're just so used to being <laughs> dead man walking. Oh, no, here it comes. And then, like, you know, summer and everything, everybody's happy again, and then it just comes, comes You were the only again. guy who went to West Point and were like, God, the weather here is fantastic. I did like it. You're I like, did like, this is it. great. It's hot. I sweat like crazy here, though. That's another reason I just shaved my head. I was like, oh, I'm going to cool off a little bit. Well, let's jump to West Point. You... Plus, I was losing my hair, too. You're not losing your hair. I don't, know, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, Andy. It's kind of thinning, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to fight this anymore. Well, if it's like my body hair or my my nose hair, the more I cut it, the thicker it grows back. So, yeah, just keep shaving your head for a while. Really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that, he's got the Larry David I mean, is there, going. There's no hair on top. It just comes out the sides. I think so. He's really obsessed with your hair. He's into it. It mm. accentuates your eyes. Thanks, honey. <laughs> you think it's, you think it's it does, Andy. It does make your eyes pop. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's um, cool. So you have so a went girlfriend. Went to West Point. Went to West Point. You have a girlfriend. Is she? Is she a cadet? I don't or have a girlfriend. She's now. no. Oh, I had a girlfriend she, then. Yeah. Back then, no. She was local. Um, she she lived was near. Was she lived, gentleman? She lived nearby. Kind of. Deborah yeah, Winger. Yeah, was she like? Kinda, yeah, I didn't. I didn't show up at the factory though. I you did. Didn't? I, I, Where I was? Didn't. She, what, what was she doing? Ah, she was a she was a she model. Was she said she I don't know. She was a model. I don't know. You know, they say that all the kinds of things. I was young. I was imp- I was. She was beautiful, and um, yeah, it and happened. you look great in uniform. It happened. Yeah, yeah. And um, no, but I didn't want to get married. But she ended up getting married like a year later. Had another child as well, and they did, they they've just they're just wonderful. Now, so, are you still connected? My daughter. Yeah. 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 So, um, how did that work? Well, all of a sudden, you went off and toured the world. You went over. And- I just went to Germany. Yeah, you know, overseas, and she married and had another had another kid. And um, I mean, I would talk to my. I didn't see my daughter till she was five, right? And I showed up. I remember I was in New York. I was an actor because I'd, I'd gone to Germany, did all this stuff. And then I said I was going to be an actor, and I came back to New York. And then I was like, oh, I got to go see my what? daughter. I take a bus to Chicago. They were living near Buffalo at the time, so right. I take a train and. I go out and I see her and I walk into the living room and it's a little awkward seeing, yeah. you know, her mother. It's like, hi, how are you? And then suddenly there's this little, you know, but this this tall, this little mini me, you know. Does she look like you? Yeah, she's well, she has like blonde hair and blue eyes and yeah. same jaw maybe. Not quite like manly as this, but. You, know? you do have a manly jaw. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's the good news. Dudley right? do, right? That's the good news. Yeah. yeah, she got the good parts. And um, but she's just a, just an adorable little kid. And I just looked at her and I thought, oh my God. And it wasn't like a, you know, I feel like I have this responsibility. Like, I mean, I always paid child support and did okay. all that stuff. And, you know, we came up with like a, you know, legal agreement and everything. And, um, but God, when I saw that kid, there was just this, just this connection. It's crazy, and right? Dad, there was nothing I could do about it. It was There's like, There's nothing I'm, you can do. You just, you, it's yeah. weird. It's this weird genetic thing. This you just weird see it. thing. Yeah. And you're like, God damn, that's. That's, yeah. I know. So, I, you know, I just been in her life ever since. I mean, I'd visit when I could. I didn't have a lot of money starting out. And, and um, you were living in New York trying to act. Yeah, so well, I was living in New York. When you got out of the, Navy, oh, out of the uh, Army, what um, did you know while you were in? You're like, hey, I'm going to try acting. You'd never done it before. No, I mean, I, was, I, didn't, I did a part. I did, at West Point, one time, I, I uh, had to give a speech to about 200 cadets, and I was taking over as company commander, and I'd seen guys do it before, and they, you know, you're like you know, 20-year-old guys yeah. trying to give this inspiring speech to people. So I thought, I don't know if I'm really going to, I'm really up for this, but... If I was George Patton, it would be pretty cool, right? Right. So I decided to do it as kind of as George C. Scott. So my, all my friends helped me with the uniform and get everything together, and I gave the speech as George C. Scott because I just thought I really want to get their attention, want to motivate people, get them excited, kind of go into the year and do really well, and it it works. I mean, we you know we were I don't know took first place in the regiment and they were good at marching. It's always something, right? Did you know? I like I, something similar happened to me where just like. Did the same because I was Navy. That's right. why we're so similar. I got out and I'd never acted before, and then all of a sudden I fell into it, and I was like, "Oh!" As soon as I found it, I was yeah. like, "Here we go." Where did you find it? Uh, I t- I did an improv. My friend was like in an improv group. He's like, "You should come play," and I jumped in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is totally it." Really? Yeah. What did it feel? What was the scene? Do you remember what were you playing? No, just some. I just remember walking into the theater and just the feel of the theater and the seats, and the, everyone was on the stage, and you stood up on the stage, and it was just. Are you magical. Catholic kid? Catholic yeah. kid. 
Irish Catholic. There's something kind of churchy about a stage, isn't yeah. there? When you first walk into it, it's like, ah. There's a lot of Jewish people in the arts because at 13, you have to get up in front of everybody and basically perform, right? For your bar mitzvah? For your bar mitzvah, you have to perform or just kind of talk? to get up. Well, you got to memorize a bunch of stuff. memorize a bunch of shit, and it's uh, it's hard. It's like you have to sing shit. You practice it for months and months and months. Yeah, Yeah, I never... Baruch Baruch (laughs) (laughs) Look at you! He's got more of it down. That was he was he was in some movie somewhere where he had to play a soap opera. I Jewish had to memorize the soap opera. I had to do an ecumenical service. I still remember it. Did you really? Yeah. What was the soap? <laughs> uh, another world. I was in it's New been York. A long time since we've had a name drop. I was in New York. I was Father something. Father Peter. Father Peter. Yeah, Father Peter sounds about right. Father Peter. I was Father Peter. Did you uh, did you work with anybody interesting, uh, Mark? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Uh, no. I mean, I did that on that show. Actually, yes. Who did I work with? There was somebody on that show. Um, and I worked as an extra with her husband, not Sofia Coppola, but one of the other ones, Coppola's yeah, actress. Yeah. Freckles. Roman. Freckles, really beautiful. I forget her name. Right. <laughs> You're so funny, too. Nicholas Cage, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of him. That was the one. I never heard of him. I did um, work with Nicholas Cage once, though. What'd you do? I did a movie called Stolen. And, um, ooh, I'm winning. Two to one. Um, <laughs> I did a movie called Stolen in New Orleans. And, sure. uh, yeah, I played this really angry FBI agent. I remember they made a scene where he comes out of the he comes out of the train station. And I'm an FBI guy with Danny Houston, and we're here to pick him up. And uh, it's like, yeah, hey Thompson. He's like, hey. He's like, how's jail? He goes, oh, you know. It's like I hope you got raped every day. <laughs> Get in the car. And he just looked at me like. Why are you being so mean? But that was, <laughs> but that was my line. But we're in the car, and in a break, he goes, oh. "I mean, the character of mine was written like you know he had he had this Nicholas Cage had this line like, hey, roid rage. Why doesn't roid rage back there settle down? So I took that as like my character. I said, he's. I started lifting weights. I was like, he's roid rage. That's who this dude is. Mm-hmm. You know, he just like hate. There's just anger seething from him. That was my whole basis for this character. When we get in the car to do the scene. He's like. Yeah, I'm going to drop this whole road, roid rage thing. I don't really want to say that. And I'm like, all right. All right, cool. I've been working for months. <laughs> right, I've been working for months and because of that. It's like, you got to say the roid rage thing. Oh, and he was like, no, I just think, I just feel like we're in a different movie. Why do you, why do you hate me so much? I'm like, well, I, you're a I don't know. And you're I'm a crook. And I'm you're an FBI a guy. Gummy crook. And he kind of was like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, I understand. No. <laughs> But he was sort of like, he's as his character, too, asking me. You know, at the same time, he was an interesting guy. That was around the same time his Superman cost, uh, comic book got stolen, and we were really sympathetic for him. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing with the Superman? Number one. I always liked Superman. I wanted to play him. He almost did. You saw the documentary where he they even went through the costumes. Oh, really? I never Have saw Have you not that. seen it? No. Oh my God! Kevin Smith was going to direct it. Kevin Smith was writing it, and they have this actual footage online. Have you seen it? Oh my God! I got to see. Oh this. my God! Nicholas Cage has long hair, like down over his shoulder, and he's in the this crazy Superman outfit. And he's he it was uh, set to play Superman. They Kevin were building. Smith was going to direct it. Yeah, it was Kevin Smith had written it. It was this crazy thing. Yeah. Oh, I bet that was going to be nuts. You have to watch the documentary. I wonder why that fell through. Because it all fell through. Um, it actually looks really interesting. It looks really interesting. You have to watch it anyway. Um, I'm more interested in how a guy who leaves Germany at, with the army with no actual acting training goes straight to New York and just starts working. Um, yeah. Well, I went to, um, let's see. So, yeah, I did that thing in the army that was like at West Point where I played that general. And I was like, oh, my God, the quickening. It's happening. You know? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> the quickening. <laughs> like the Highlander, right? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> And uh, so that was sort of planted a seed, which I did. I thought, oh, this was cool. I don't know what that is, but but uh, I was an engineer. Um, I was in graduate school for um, systems management. I was like a math operations research guy. I, mean, I loved like making math models and algorithms and stuff like that. I mean, that was my thing. You know, you're a dork. That was my jam. Plus, I was studying German at the Nerd. time because I like I like languages too. Uh, German girls. So though, I'm right? su- yeah, that was the real reason, yeah. right? So I'm studying German and. Uh, I'm about to about to leave. I'm in my last year of the army. Um, I'm in Berlin, and I was like at like the PX, and some guys like, "Hey, um, you know, I knew I was going to get out of the army. wasn't sure I was going to do. I was like, oh, I could be a writer, a photographer. I was living in Berlin. It's a cool city." And uh, this guy said, "Hey, do you want to be an extra in a movie?" 
I was like, what? He goes, look, we're looking for real soldiers. It's a movie with Isabel Rossellini. Anthony Hopkins is directing it. And Anthony Hopkins is in it. John Schlesinger from, from Midnight Cowboys is um, Marathon Man is directing it. And I thought, well, well, we'll see. You know, give me your number. So I kind of looked, I, you know, I looked it out, looked the guy up and stuff. Because in Berlin, you don't really trust people right off the bat. No, but you get human traffic. Berlin is like Los Angeles. During the cold war, is like Los Angeles. Yeah. People say, hey, I'm doing this. I don't want to do this. You're like, uh, I can't take, sorry, I can't take you at face value. Yeah. You know, you might be working for the other side. Yeah. I don't really know. So um, so I, I, you know, looked it up and I said, yeah, I'll do it. So I ended up being an extra and I got his uniform costume on and was sitting in this dark little cave with a bunch of other people and... Um, What's the movie? It was called The Innocent. The Innocent. You can look it with up. Anthony yeah, with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, and I ended up getting a credit part. But anyway, um, I'm sitting there waiting, and this finally this AD comes in. He's like, "Oh, you!" Pulls us out of the dark and has us sit down in this cafeteria, and there's other soldiers in there, and there's civilians in there, and there's, you know, Campbell Scott, I guess, is on the payphone, and he's trying to make a phone call, and there's a couple other actors who are raising hell as soldiers around a jukebox, and there, and I said, "Mark, you just you stir your coffee." So I'm just like stirring my coffee. And, he goes, just read your magazine. That's all you got to do. I was like, all right. And then the scene starts, and he starts yelling. I look over at him, and they start yelling back at him, and I look over at them, and they start yelling again, and I put my coffee down, and I'm like watching him. I look back, and he's like, cut! And the director comes up, and he goes, have you ever done any acting before, Mark? I was like, no. no. He goes, good, good. I want you to do exactly what you just did. Can you do that? I was like, sure. I'm just going to move the camera up a little bit. So they kind of actually pulled the camera up and kind of used my head for the, I don't know, whatever it is, the cut or sure. something, you know? And I was like, sure. Do you want me to go? She goes, no, stay there. We got to set the camera up and stuff. So I said, Anthony Hopkins sits down across from me. He won the Academy Award like the year, the year before. before. Yeah. <laughs> he sits across from me, you know? <laughs> hey, I'm Tony. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, Schlesinger's just like, do you know any of my films? I was like, yeah, Marathon Man. I, you know, I loved that. I was a distance runner, you know, and that guy finally had, had, had built up his speed so much that when he got out of prison, they couldn't catch him. I mean, I, it was kind of an inspiration to me. You know, he's like, oh, is that in prison? I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, it's not the Jericho anyway, Mile. We got to, anyway, we're, doing, we're doing a scene. It's another, so we're doing a scene and we do the thing. And I go back to I go back to the um, the dressing room and take my stuff. I was like, Valley, listen, Joe was talking to you. What did you guys talk about? I said, well, he asked me, you know, he, you know where I'm from, if, if I know any of his movies. I said, I, he, I said, yeah, the marathon man, when the guy was like running around the track. And finally, he's, he goes, dude, 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 just like you. He goes, he's exactly like you are. He goes. That was the Jericho Mile. And I'm like, oh! But they were both with Roy Scheider, right? With Well, Peter Strauss is the Jericho Mile. And Roy Scheider is in Marathon. Man. I thought, Roy I thought, Scheider's probably in it, too, but Peter Strauss was the runner. Oh, but you saw it, too, It's not right? even Roy Scheider. It's, it was it's the Peter wrong, Strauss. Oh, it's not even the right, same guy. I was, I was so off, because he's just like, oh, I don't really but know. But honestly, Schlesinger probably went back and goes, yeah, maybe there was a prison in that. He goes, oh, it's very exciting. Maybe he's like, I'm sorry. You went, but you know, Marathon I think man. he said to me, I'm sorry, were you in prison? I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, it's like, so we're taking off our stuff, and I swear to God, the, 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 one of the ADs comes in and goes, um, Mr. Schlesinger would like to know if... Uh, the Mark, the extra, is available for the next couple of weeks for some work. We have some more work for him. You know, available next week. And I was like, ah. Uh, and they're like, dude, man. That's up. exactly how Hollywood works, Mark. That's, that's, exa- that's, that's how it. Hollywood works. A lot I mean, of people went to Yale drama. It wasn't ah. that simple. It wasn't that simple because one actor didn't show up the next day and they said, you know, can somebody come in and just sit? They d- tried out like four of us for his part. But were we, you still in the Army at the time? Yeah, I took leave. I just took like two weeks, a week, a week leave and worked on <laughs> Military loves when you take leave to go be in a movie. Yeah, you know, they were like fun. But I was working for like an engineering office at the time. I'd come back. I was they like, I got to get away. So they were like, sure. I had, I'd had a lot of overtime built up. So yeah, I ended up just going and working on that. And um, yeah, I, I sat in on this guy's thing and it was just improving some scene. And they said, yeah, that's great. Cut, moving on. The producer was like, Mark, you, you're pretty good at that. I was like, oh. Sure, thanks. Didn't Has it like, always just come so easy to you? I didn't think it any because you didn't even do it in high school. Oh no, I didn't. I mean, that was just like sitting around talking kind of thing. But well, that's you what know, it is. you know the difference. That's between, what's like, acting. But yeah, but you know, like getting into dramatic acting when you got to kind of open some sure. stuff up and really connect with the part and kind of, you know, when that thing kicks in when you're connecting, 
emotionally, not just with kind of the energy, not just with that kind of electric energy, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, that was the challenge. So. But to have the calmness to be able to just improvise on a Schlesinger film right out of the shoot is something that I would say 99% of people do not have. To just go, hey, just improvise and just do, to be simple is really hard for people to do. They try to do too much. They're they're over the top. Well, there's some benefit for not knowing anything about it. So yeah. You, so you are simple, right? You yeah. Just, you don't have yeah. the instinct to do anything else because you don't yeah. know anything. There is a natural right? instinct. People people are naturally good actors, or or they're typically not. Did you get training after that? I assume. Oh yeah, a lot. And then I went to um. <laughs> then, but you then, had this credit under your. You came back to New York. And you're like, yeah, I just worked with uh, Tony. Well, I had Hopkins. this credit, which you know, but. Then again, I didn't really, I didn't really saying anything. I just showed up everywhere that they had yeah. to give me a credit, you know. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, there's a longer story with, Aunt, with um, you know, Schlesinger because he was like, you know, so tell me more about yourself. You speak German. You live here. You, if you're going to eat, tell me about Berlin. I was like, well, you know, Wallstown is some interesting stuff over there, like Prince Sauerberg. There's some, you know, some new artist colonies that are there. And, of course, down near Potsdamer Plast, there's this new thing called, you know, techno music that they're getting into. He's like, Oh, could you show me some of these places? I was like, sure, you know. So I get in his car. I get in his car, and the, the wheel, driving the wheels on the other side, right. And I'm like driving this director, showing him like the city of Berlin at the time, you know. Anyway, that was seems odd. But I, I don't know him, but he it was feels like he was hitting on you. He was definitely hitting on. Oh, okay, all right. I'm and I was so dead. He was definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, here's the story. Gets to this. I, I was wanna, picking up something, but I don't know I enough about the guy. The story gets. The story gets better. I mean, I, I told him, you know, that I'm I'm straight, but you know, he's just liked having me around to get a little sparkle in his eye. So, uh, well, you are devilishly handsome, I mean, Mark. We talked about so, it. So, you know, it, it happens sometimes. But um, I think I was in New York and uh, I was applying to go to Stell Adler, and um, they said we need some letters of recommendation. So I got like you know an acting, one older acting teacher. I said, well, I was get one from Schlesinger, too. So, you know, I asked him and wrote one up and said, you know, could you sign this? It's just a quick recommendation. He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely, Mark, I'll sign it for you. But I wouldn't ask for this in the future. I wouldn't use my name again in the future. I'm like, why? And he goes, I had a bit of a reputation in the 70s, and I think people will get the wrong idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Oh, my God. That's I was like, thanks, Tony. But anything else, anything else, just call me. Any questions or whatever, just give me a call. <laughs> did you ever work with him again? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he cast me in another film, the one with Madonna. And he Rupert. really liked you, The one Mark. with Madonna and Rupert Everett. Yeah, he cast me in that. So uh, Okay, so just to keep score, we've got Tony Hopkins. We've got Madonna. What else? We Rupert Everett Rupert, just Rupert, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Just I just want to keep. Well, it's not even the Boston legal. I mean, um, I, your credit list is. Ridiculous. I'm waiting for him to to drop uh, Gary Anthony Williams' name. Yeah, that's that's coming along. Mm-hmm. Um, my question. I is... I worked with Gary we, Anthony. We I know should, you did. We should eventually. Yeah. Everyone on earth has worked. Oh, so I I went to Germany. I was in Germany, and I thought, well, I got I sh- I want to be an actor. I thought, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I saw Anthony Hopkins just like, just switch into this other person, and I thought, wow, I want to learn how to do this. But the great thing about being in the military is you think, well, if I want to be like a you know, Navy SEAL, I got to go to Navy SEAL school. You yeah. can't just walk around town saying I'm a Navy SEAL, right? You got to... People do, but yeah, you can't. People, <laughs> people you're do. not supposed to. It's bad. People do, but you're supposed it's, to. You're yeah. not supposed to. So I figured, well, I better go and get some training. So I went to... The, I found this German acting class, and I went in there and, and uh, started really going to class, and like improving and... You know, the German wasn't that good, but it was good enough to kind of get by in a class and understand some of what he was saying. So, um, yeah, I trained in Germany, and then at some point my teachers goes, Mark, it is time. Like, well, he goes, it's time for you to go back to your people. <laughs> I was like, really? He goes, yeah, you are going to do great. You are a fighter. You are good. You are going to do okay. So I was like, all right, thanks. You, do you have an so easy facility with accents, obviously, and impressions? That Nicolas I Cage did, is pretty spot on. I did a lot of I started doing impressions when I was in third, third grade. That's probably how the fight started. I could, do Richard, I could do a pretty good Richard Nixon like in third grade. Sure, let's rock and roll it. Um... <laughs> Kids today are like, who's Richard Nixon? Who's Richard Nixon? I never, I never. <laughs> what do you I never, I never lied. <laughs> I never said a wrong thing. <laughs> I did everything I possibly could for the American people. Yeah. You must have crushed it. You get the the jowl. Well, the cry, I used to do, I, then I'd start impersonating the upperclassmen. 
and I would start, I would, I would kind of fuck with the other guys in the class because I would, could do their voice like outside of their door, and they would think that it was, it was the guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't. I, I stopped doing impersonations after a while. It's just, I just got to, you know, the payoff versus mm-hmm. like having the look on somebody's eye when you're doing impersonating them, mm-hmm. or them seeing your impersonation of them. Well, we've been chatting for a while now. Can you do me? Uh, no, I can't. No. I can't. I have I have a lot of friends who actually do impersonate me, and it comes off horrific. Like, I could probably work. I could probably work. I could probably work at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be yeah. the episode too. Yeah. Um, my question is: While you're in New York, um, your daughter is. So I go to see my daughter. She's five, right? That was the first time you'd seen her in five years. First time I saw her. Yeah. Well, were I saw her once when she was eight. I saw her once when she was eighteen. With letters months. and stuff to 18 her months. mother. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, letters back and it forth. It sounds she like would, it was completely amicable. She would send pictures. Oh, absolutely not. Well, it was not. <laughs> no. I feel like that's most of your life. Everything's like, yeah, everything is glorious. And then no. all of a sudden it's like, no, it was, was actually a shit show. That was that was terrible. I will skip to the next question. Well, that's kind of what this is all about. Is, is it? Like, how do you get through that? No, I guess we can talk about it. Yeah. Because you guys, are you, you and your daughter, are you on good terms? Yeah, yeah. She spends I mean, time with you now. I think yeah, like, last time we talked, you said, "Oh, she was coming to spend with you a week or two or something with you." Yeah, she's yeah, she's I mean, staying with you for kind a of week. A famous actor, she must be like, "That's my fucking dad," which probably yeah. pisses her her stepdad off to know it. No, 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 he's actually a pretty good dude. No, she doesn't. Um, I actually got along with her stepdad better than her mother. <laughs> Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think that that I really did. I mean, both of us were just kind of, but there was just like some, you know, there's like bad blood and you know, whatever it is, you know feeling rejected or feeling sure. anger or bitterness. You know, sometimes this stuff just, you know, takes a long time. But, the, you know, because I tell guys that, like, that are in that situation now, it's it's just like, you know what, someday it's just going to be something that happened. You it's know? important. You know, a lot of guys who listen to this are military guys. Right. There's this whole online community of military guys, and they listen to these podcasts, and it was kind of one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on here because oh, a lot yeah. of these guys, I see their posts, and they're at their wit's end. They're 21, and they're like – my wife left me. She took the kid. We're trying to work it out. It's a disaster. But people are so short-sighted that they can't see the the end. Yeah, yeah. And I tell guys, look, dude, just pay your child support. You know what I mean? It's worth like it's worth it later in the end. Get get, get an amount and just pay it. You know, and then you guys work it out. And try to be a good guy about it. And try to and try to be a good guy about it. But it's hard though because I mean, you know, her mother. Um, you know, she was she was young too, younger than me, and it was it was difficult. I mean, I remember. You know, I think like, and I had a lawyer, and then lawyers get involved, and they start yeah. rah, 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 doing their thing. And but I'm like, well, I'll get a lawyer and do what the lawyer says, and then I get like, what's called a congressional inquiry. Have you ever had that? No, it's anyway, sounds, it's like the worst sketchy. thing somebody can do do to you. It's like, well, her mother like called you called the congressman and complained to the congressman that oh he's not doing this, he left me, he abandoned me, he's not paying child support or something like that, and um. um you know, I was just waiting. I was waiting for the blood test, like my lawyer, like my lawyer told me. So what they do is they go to the congressman. The congressman goes to the Pentagon, and then it becomes like the unit's number one priority. Drop everything. A congressman is inquired about one of your soldiers, and that was just like, oh, for crying out loud. Well, and for those people yeah. who are listening who don't understand the Uniform Code of Military Justice, it's not the same as the law. Oh you no, you're, not, you're, you're guilty, guilty till proven innocent. <laughs> so I had to prove my yeah. innocence. It's like Valley. You know, stop preparing right. to go out in the field. You know what I mean? Um, you need to sit down and write down this report. So I didn't, I, right. you know, I wrote it out and it was, you know, everything was lifted and everything was fine, but it was still, you know, I would get crazy calls. You know, the CQ would be like, oh, you know, Lieutenant, um, you know, your daughter has leukemia and needs a bone marrow transplant. I'd be like, all right, God, just leave it on my desk. <laughs> because I mean, at that point, I kind of knew the crazy stuff that was coming in was just, it was just one after. They were the just other. making a bullshit. It was just one after oh the other. Gosh. You know, and I would just be like, "Oh, okay," you know. And then to be able to try to compartmentalize all that, and then just have a life as like a twenty-two-year-old lieutenant and living off of thirteen thousand dollars a year, you know, I was, had I had that life, and it's pretty good. I can't good, even yeah. imagine playing paying child support out of it though. Well, that would have really cut into my drinking. That money. kind of stuff, but it was it was like eighty bucks a week, yeah. you know. So that seriously cut into some stuff, you know. Yeah, and um. But thank God for the army. Like once, you know, they, they pay you, you know, they pay you, you know, um, dependents money. They pay you money for dependents. So. Oh, that's right. So that kind of, that kind of. I forgot about that. kind that. of saved me for a few oh, years. Oh my gosh, I forgot you know about what I mean? that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, then you agree to like a percentage of your income and, you know, you just kind of pay that. Did it, it becomes. changing when you started to make real money? Well, yeah. 
you know, it changed. It changed. They but but it, you know, yeah. just according to New York State law, there's a you know there's a cap. So I just kind of observed that. And it's so funny. I I don't know anything about that, and it's so interesting because I would say a huge chunk of the population is going through that. Yeah, yeah. Every week, and it's a big thing. To, you know, because nowadays divorce is pretty prevalent, and and this children. Yeah, involved. but you got to be careful. I mean, you be careful what you do because one day you never know. Your kid or your spouse is going to write a book, or they're going to end up in a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, people yeah. will talk about it. But you know, she really was like, you know, I look back and it's like she really cared about this kid. She wanted absolutely as much as she possibly could get yeah. from from this kid, and you know, for this kid, and at the time, and some things happened with them later which my daughter showed up at my doorstep basically at age 16 like hey dad you were out here in california by the i was way. in california her mom i don't want to say what happened to them sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of had to go away for a little while so so your daughter lived with you for a while uh, live, yeah she was there with you when she was 16. i was i was a single actor in venice living in a bungalow dude living in a bungalow with a 16 year old and suddenly girl. i got this 16 year old girl you know it must have been the greatest time of her life um, it was difficult. It was difficult because, you know, she was separated from her sister at the time sure. and, um, you know, adapting, you know, living in the Midwest and then suddenly adapting to Los Angeles was a bit of a challenge. But what? I mean, that was the best time. I mean, the, the second year was probably the best times that we ever had together. You know? So she literally just knocked on your door. No phone call. No, I kind of knew it was coming. It was coming. I'm just going to make it. And up. she just showed up. And she showed so, up, and I. What was a, it like having? I got to sharing. I mean, I have two little girls. When they, there were already pains in the ass. A 16 year old girl is insane. Yeah, this was insane. This was this was kind of and you're working full time at that point. I was working on Boston. I just got a job in Boston Legal yeah. at the time, so I was working. So I had to find. I'm like, all right, I had to find a school first. So somehow <laughs> I, had a, I knew a makeup artist who whose sister was marrying the principal of New Roads School, and she gave me an introduction, which to is a him, fantastic school, which is a fantastic school. So she got into that school. And, you know, there's some others. It was either that or like Venice High or right. some other options. Not so she got school. into that school, and um. Yeah, there was just a lot of things, you know. Like you think like tutors and who's going to drive? How's she going to get back and forth to school? She she don't want to ride in a bike, you know, um, at that age, or can can she walk? Can she take the did bus? Did you get her a car? I had somebody. I had like an assistant that was like driving her back and forth. You know, that's crazy, man. Then I ended up getting her a car, and she totaled the car. It was just crazy. It's, it's just, well, that's the thing she got to do. But you know what? You get your kid a car not because like you want to make their dreams come true. You get the kid a car so they can drive themselves around. And you don't have to drive. <laughs> suddenly, yeah. This isn't a present for you. This is really this a, present a present for me. This is a present for me. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, enjoy it. You Were know? you at night like she's going? I'm going out. And you're like you're not going out. Get upstairs. Get do your homework. Oh my in God. a bungalow. Oh yeah. Well, I ended up getting it. Then I ended up moving over the over the garages because that had two two rooms, I, and I converted. I, well, one room was kind of cleaned out, but it was like a garage that I turned into my bedroom. And Dude, she that's a TV say, show, by the way. I know everybody told me that, but it was it was it was a drama for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely it was a twenty four seven drama. Yeah, plus time, baby. I sit, now now it's okay. I know with enough time, I think I could probably do it. Yeah. Easily. I mean, if if you if you put it out as a sitcom and it showed up on like a Saturday night, people would go, "That's so unbelievable. That would never happen." Sixteen-year-old yeah. girl shows up at this working actor's house and changes his life. Shabang! Theme song. But it's yeah. so crazy that you had to go through that. Yeah. Did you guys just have knockdown fights? Where, and then she's like, "I, I should go home to my mother. You don't know. You're no, you're no, haven't been there. And now I'm gonna go out with my boyfriend Tommy. And fuck you, Dad. Uh, Jesus, Jamie. That's I'm a, just. I'm. Pr- I'm. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, my daughters, <laughs> I, they're already. They're already terrors. That was and I'm like terif- act two of a play. Yeah, was, that, was, that, was the, yeah. that was the drama part. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were, of course. Yeah, there was like, you can't tell me that. You know, can I, said, you, I know, can, so, you showed up at my so, house. I mean, it was, it was kind of nuts, you know, because she wasn't really used to living with me. And I found out that, then I started to find out that her home life was much different than, than I had anticipated, than I was gleaning. Led to believe. Led to believe yeah. that there was a little bit of a show going on, yeah. you know? Oh, everything's glorious here. Yeah, so then the baggage arrives, yeah. you know? And then it's like, oh my God, how am I going to deal with this? And um, But you know what? I, I really, I, I, made it a, I made it my point. I said, you know what? This is only temporary. It's going to be a couple of years, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that she... She's healthy. She's she's as happy as she can be, but she's going to graduate from high school. God damn it! And that's just all there is to it. And um, and so I, that was my goal, you know, just to get her through that. And I just did everything I possibly could so that happened. And um, yeah, there was a lot of challenges. I mean, her mother was on one side of the fence, and I'm on the other. And then she's, you know, she had some issues to kind of work through and deal with. And then just being a kid in L.A. suddenly, I mean, it isn't. It's a different animal for Venice, for especially. I mean, Venice. You know, a lot of these kids at New Roads. I mean, they say that it's kind of integrated, but there's there's the scholarship kids, right? And they're like on one crowd. 
And then there's all the rich kids. The rich kids. They're not even like rich. They are fucking rich. They don't. They're they're not like it's like there's there's no such thing as money. Money. No, is, they're taking daddy's G four up to Palm Springs. Money for is week. like yeah, nothing. Nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, because my my daughter is applying to kindergarten this year, and those are the schools. You know, we're looking at them, and you're like, what? How much are you asking for kindergarten? That's how much Boston University cost when I went there. Like this is wow. insane. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and um, well, good I'm, on you though because she graduated. Honestly, she graduated, and that was just that was just the night. That was just the sweetest moment. I mean, she's like taking her diploma, and she looked at me across the, you know, across the whatever they call it yeah. courtyard, or whatever. And I was just like, oh, she did it. You know, it's an amazing story, and yeah. good on you because a lot of guys wouldn't. And I think it is. It's a testament to you that you, you know, you. It was you know we, you. You're taking responsibility for something you did when you were like 20 years old. You know, it's this oh, crazy no. thing. Like, Wait just, a minute, I did. I was dating this girl, and all of a sudden, this is a lifetime commitment that I've been I'm involved in now, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's funny because you start out like, oh, you know, you meet this kid, and you're like, you know, just. I mean, now it's just now I look back and like I'm just glad she doesn't hate me. That's honestly that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can hope for for I mean, my two children. You start out with all these like wants. You want your kid to do this. I want them to do this. I want, I want them to behave. I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to make a mess. To make a mess. Now it's like she, I just, she doesn't hate me. I, I win. That's it. You, <laughs> you, you escaped. I, I, I got through uh, it. Yeah. What's she doing now? Where's she? Um, she lives in Rochester, New York. She's in, she's a Pilates teacher and she's going to a community college. And, Great. Yeah, she lived around for a little bit. She lived in L.A. and lived in Minnesota near her parents and. Florida, so you know the twenties are kind of like they're not grown up until they get to be thirty. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like forty. Yeah, I actually, I you know, I got married at like forty-six or something. I got old, married old, started cool. kids. So yeah, it took me a long time, but I get that. But it's it's cool. Um, all right, we have a couple questions that we get out of here on. Um, what are some traits that you hope your daughter does not get from you, besides your magnificent chin and your eyes and your the things she did get. Okay, I hope I hope that her um, her meniscus and her knees don't wear out as soon as, soon that, as mine have. Oh Jesus Christ, dude! I'm the same. Right? Or, the, or my big toes? Because it's like, oh, yeah. I could I could jump like a cat until that happened. Yeah. So yeah, I hope she doesn't get arthritis. Um, we shot we went shot basketball the other day, and uh, I dunked in high school. I couldn't. Wow. Even, I couldn't really? even touch the rim now. Wow. I'm not the rim. I could I could barely touch the net, like the bottom of the net. I was like. I can't get up there. <laughs> but in high school, like volleyball. Oh, man, that's amazing. You're not that tall. I mean, you're what, six foot or something? Six one, yeah. Six one? I had yeah, some hops. I, I had some hops. You did, They're yeah. long gone, dude. It's I weird. for an Irish guy. You get to a certain age, and you're like, oh, my God, I hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's probably that, and I hope she doesn't... Um, yeah, what, what, what is? I hope she doesn't become an actor. <laughs> do you hope that? <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do in some ways. You know, I, 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 I think do. Like, I think, like, I, I, I hope she... um. You know, I hope she kind of, you know, has a good side hustle. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Which is, it's always funny because we've had really working actors on this. Tobolowski, we had Kechner, all these people. And they've all been to the same kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure I would want people to get into this craft. It yeah. is, it, as a, for a fun community thing, it's great. But as a job, it's, it's a, it, the hustle never ends. Yeah, it never ends. It never fucking really ends. never ends. Yeah. It's great to work your whole and life. And then you know what? Minutes. It does end sometimes. <laughs> oh no! Eventually, and then you got to try to start it up Actually, again. <laughs> it does end. What then, are some traits? That and you then hope? you got to start it back up again. Oh, You're like, ah, oh, CPR, or you don't. It on just your is career. Over. Yeah. What um, what are some traits you hope she does get from you, besides your magnificent um facade? Yeah, I hope she stays. I hope she kind of stays curious about things. You know, like I'm, I'm pretty curious, and I, you know. You know, I want to talk to people and understand other people's points of view, and um, I like to read, and uh, so I hope she I hope she keeps that. I think we're kind of similar in that because people probably have had the same conversation with you that they've had with me. Like, dude, you were you were an officer in the military, and now you're wait what? But I've always been that guy who I loved trying new things and and yeah. exploring different parts of the. Yeah, it takes an interest. Takes an interest in other things and other people, like you're doing, doing a podcast, talking to yeah. new people every week, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, it's been the stuff we've talked about with everyone is crazy. And you, you know, you sit there, and it's, sometimes it's uncomfortable to go through, like, well, I went through this hard time, but everyone has told these crazy stories, and the truth right. is, is that it is the hardest thing. Whether whether it's you know you're separated or whether you're raising them or everybody's had the craziest same story. Like no one's been like, yeah, it's been it's been candy. 
We've yeah. just gone through this. The kids, yeah. the kids raised themselves, and then off we... It's, it's always been a fucking mess of epic proportions. Yeah. So. Well, that's good to hear. I'll leave you on this. What's the last... Uh, what is a mantra that you would leave your kids with as my gardeners start blasting outside? Um, I love the one... As, I just hope she doesn't hate me. That's really, honestly, my new favorite mantra. I just, I'm just so grateful she doesn't hate me. <laughs> that's it. That's all it's you know, going to be. Honestly, all this stuff, finger paint, all this stuff is just going to, someday it's just going to be, oh my God, she doesn't hate me. That's so all happy. we can ask for, honestly. <laughs> you know? uh, my guest today, yeah. Mark Valley, thank you so much for coming out and sharing your stories with me. Uh, Andy Lerner, thanks for producing today's episode. Oh um, if you guys dig this, uh, please go on, review it, uh, rate it share it and uh, we'll see you next time here on Father Time see you guys